Hey everybody, and welcome back to another great episode of the Choking Hazard Podcast. We got a great episode planned for you today. Today we're getting a chance to sit down with Eric Nice, who's rounding out the finals for the Grand Prix of the Ace Jiu-Jitsu Pro Championships happening in Toronto, Ontario on August 14th. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're looking for more great interviews with coaches, athletes, different events, technique breakdowns, controversy, make sure you subscribe to the channel and don't forget to like our stuff. We really do appreciate the support and we want to keep providing you with more great content. Today's episode has been brought to you by Spirit Leaf Waterdown located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his crew, and they're going to be able to help you out with all your needs and accessories as far as cannabis goes. Just make sure you like them and us on Instagram, and you're going to save money every single time you shop there. Thanks for watching, everybody. Remember, Ace Jiu-Jitsu Pro Championships, August 14th, and we'll see you soon on the map. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Here we are for another episode of the Choking Hazards podcast, and we're doing our special our interviews for the Ace Jiu-Jitsu Pro Championship, which is happening August 14th, 7 o'clock in Toronto, Ontario. And we are super pumped because today we are sitting down with one of the last competitors of the main event, actually, which is Eric Nice. Thank you, sir, for joining us. We are super excited to chat with you today because we've been listening to everybody talk, and everybody is they're going to win this event apparently. So, which is, I, which is great. Cause we got everybody competing against each other. There's no stones left unturned. We're a week out. How are you feeling about this? I'm feeling a little bit strong and uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling strong. and feeling good. I'm feeling like I got a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Uh, I've seen some of the other interviews and I feel like I'm the only one who uh, Nobody really knows who who I am from the card. Uh, <laughs> Put some and, and respect that's on my name. Put some respect yeah. on my name. <laughs> Which is basically what I'm what I'm aiming to come out to do this uh, this coming Sunday. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because like the, up until now, everybody we've been talking to, oh, everybody's worried about Dynas. Everybody's worried about Dynas. And again, I'm not trying to put anything bad respect on Dynasty's name at all he's a great competitor been around the world competing he's just been competing recently in orlando so guy's got street cred we call it but again like nobody's been talking about you like you've been in the game for a long time and nobody's been talking about you okay so fun fact uh i so i watched i watched your interview with joey and with uh andrew as well and uh Everybody seems excited to face off with Dynas. The reason I'm excited to face off with Dynas is because Dynas and I actually came up in the same academy together. Mm. Um, so I started at like the end, the tail end of 2006, beginning of 2007. So it's been like 15 years I've been doing jujitsu, and we both started with a guy named Scott Schilling. Ah, so Schilling uh, yeah, the, like old school. Uh, Scott Schilling was a great coach, very intense guy, um, very intense training room. But Scott actually rented out. Uh, Matt space from a judo club called Shinbu Khan. And yeah. that's where Dinas had his black belt from. And then he started coming to Scott's classes. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, judo guy, whatever, you know, uh, you know, this is jujitsu though. Uh, but his judo was just so damn strong that the day he learned how to sprawl, uh, cause he was used to like upright judo stance, he would just he, he came in as like a, a, a competitive athlete already as a teenager. And I was like an 18 year old punk kid who used to like binge drink on weekends so i was like not prepared for that level of athleticism <laughs> so 
15 years later, uh, we with, uh, with a clean diet. We both have our own uh, academies, healthy lifestyles, all that stuff. Um, I'm really excited to square off against them at this point of the game and bring that full circle to see where we both come. Yeah, no, it's that's exciting, especially like, obviously, like with the jujitsu community being so, you know, small at the beginning, especially with the Scott Schillings, Shaw Francos, um, all the different academies, especially at the beginning of that ecosystem has now expanded to so far, especially when we have guys in Oshawa, Pickering, Newmarket, all over the place now. It's pretty exciting to see all these old academy guys that used to train together. Now they're starting to get their own schools and now it's coming full circle, which is fun. 100%. 100%. So uh, you mentioned you were training with uh, PJ recently. So how's that going? And is there anything specific training-wise that you're doing to prepare for this uh, now four-man bracket? So uh, recently, I'm, I'm sure you guys saw Mikey Musumeshi was on the, the JRE. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that Mikey said that I think a lot of people found surprising because uh, some people brought it up to me was that he doesn't train. Well, obviously, you know, he's made the rounds. Uh, I, I dropped off at the uh, or I stopped off at AOJ back when he was still kind of like, you know, like visiting AOJ back then um, and stuff like that. But Mikey does a lot of his training with recreational people and just teaches them how to beat his game and then like workshops from there. So I have a, a strong contingent of like blue and purples at my gym who are athletic freaks in their own special domain. And what I tend to do is teach them all of my best tricks. Um, I don't, I'm not the kind of, uh, you know, coach who like hides anything. I teach them all the concepts and everything up front. I go, this is how you dismantle all the trickery that I'm trying to, to throw at you. And then once they do that, then I have to tighten up my game and figure out those puzzles back. The difference is, and I remember when uh, you guys interviewed Joey, uh, Joey said, uh, he said he's only about 150 pounds. I saw him compete this past week and actually he's a lot scrappier than I thought. Um, he, he had a pretty good match with Darson there uh, that went back and forth with no subs. So clearly a tough guy to finish because uh, Darson is no slouch. Um, but he said that he was rolling with a lot of middleweights to, to get used to this. Um, I roll with a lot of like super heavies um, and I work my strength against the super heavies. And then I, and then yeah. I pick oh, my, Oh yeah. I can roll with bigger people too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then like, I grab my, you know, 135 pound, you know, like fruit fly. And I just try to beat them on speed. Um, and I do things like that to try to refine my game as much as possible in terms of training with PJ. Um, I love training with PJ. He's my professor. He's who gave me my black belt. Um, but for that, it was more workshopping strategies with his super fight against Greg King, which uh, I'm excited to watch as well. And uh, just drilling and making sure that uh, all the holes are, are patched in, in preparation for Sunday. Yeah, especially when you look at like the card, obviously, is how huge it is because it keeps like seems like adding more fights every day. And I'm like, I can't keep up with it. All. Even, I know. Like, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're involved in this whole thing. We have to commentate too. And I'm just like, God damn, I got so much research to do this week. <laughs> like, like, just on different guys and all that, which is great. Sure. But, um, like, is there any kind of matches, obviously, other than PJ and Greg, are there any other matches that you're kind of excited to watch? Yes, uh, two black belts that I love watching um, and training with as well, uh, and I want to train with them more. Uh, I saw that Andre uh, Andre Grambois got added to the card. Yeah, um, oh, he's nice. a he's a phenomenal coach and competitor. 
um, and Micah Breakfield from 10th Planet, same mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I went to the Mike Malott uh, event that uh, PJ hosted at, at uh, Global Martial Arts, where they did a big fundraiser, which was a fantastic thing. They had so many people on the mats. Um, and I rolled back to back with Andre and Micah. And the styles are so contrasting, which is, is really entertaining. When, when I roll with Andre, I know everything he's doing, but his timing and his pressure is so perfect that it's very, very hard to get an inch even on, on any of his combinations to fight back. Um, and he's just got such an iron will. And then when I roll with Micah, I have no idea what he's doing. He does like backwards jujitsu. Like you get him inside control, he gives you his back so he could do some like weird rolling thingy and then he has you in a twister. So they're like <laughs> vastly contrasting styles. So I'm interested to see both of them. I actually faced the guy that Micah's facing uh, this past weekend at the Submission Arts United. Um, I, I got the better of Julius in both of our matches. So I, I do think that's going to be a hard day for Julius because Mike is a little bit bigger than me and he's definitely a little bit trickier than I am. But it'll be interesting to see how those styles clash because Julius is a, he's like a tough, like MMA-ish kind of guy and Micah has that MMA mm-hmm. background as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they square mm-hmm. off there. Yeah, Micah has a very uh, unorthodox jujitsu style. I guess you could say the state of least. So there's like, hi- there's like highlights of him online, just like doing that. And then he, he's like yeah. on someone's back and you're just like, what the fuck just happened? hundred percent. It's very, very, very unorthodox, very hard to keep up with. And I also wanted to toss those up because everybody, everybody kept saying Darson and Wheeler. And obviously we all want to see Darson and Wheeler, but uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how uh, Andre's matches are because he's very precise and Micah just to see that creativity flow. Yeah, it should be organized chaos for sure. Yeah. Excellent. So when you kind of look at, obviously this is a four-man bracket now, does that kind of change your strategy that you might've had as far as like how you might've approached a certain individual or do you kind of have the same game plan for everybody still? Um, I still have the same game plan for everybody. It's just, it's just now that there's, there, there's one man gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't change a whole lot. I mean, I've, I've always been a student of the game ever since like purple belt. Like I would, I used to sit there like and watch eight hours straight of worlds with a word doc and be like Felipe Pena match to minute three thirty. how to transition from like standing 50, 50 to X guard and all this stuff. So I've been watching these guys matches um on on flow on youtube i watched joey this past weekend and uh at at the black belt level i mean you got to be ready for everything they're going to be dynamic um you know people are saying like oh look out for dinus's judo Um, but i've seen matches where dinus intentionally puts himself in 50 50 to go play that game um so you know you can't just say like oh he's a judo black belt he's going to be going for the takedowns these guys are good everywhere so I'm going to be prepared for that, but I'm also anticipating a lot of their A game, particularly if they get in trouble. Mm-hmm. When you kind of look at, um, obviously, this being the first Ace Jiu-Jitsu championships that they're going to run, and obviously the potential for a lot more shows, how important do you think it is, especially for you to perform on this show, and then obviously next opportunity coming down the line? Oh, it's huge. Um, I... I think going with a sub only format is good. I heard that some of the other super fights are going to be points oriented. I'll be completely honest. I think that's a mistake. Um, and the submission arts United tournament that I did, uh, I got the most submissions in the division. Um, unfortunately I lost, uh, I lost an overtime round to Max Lee, who is no slouch Max, like absolutely cleaned house in uh, Ontario open Um, but it was vastly more entertaining. Like in my first match, I had eight submission attempts to, to the other guys, three submission attempts. 
And within a six minute black belt match, you rarely see that if there's points, if there's points, mm. there's like nobody loosens up that much to, to let the submissions fly. So I really enjoy the fact that the main card for this is going to be submission only. I think that's smart. I think they should all be sub only. And my only true regret, to be honest with you, is that this is gi and not no gi. Um, because mm. I do, I do much prefer competing in Nogi, but uh, I'm I'm excited to showcase some of my gi stuff on a stage. Well, I know talking to Fernando, the the game plan is especially with the newer cards coming down in the future, they will do obviously Nogi as well, and then they mm -hmm. also want to have like a female only card at one point. I think that's like, going to be a huge thing, especially if they nice. can get enough female competitors. Which is be great. Yeah. So. Yeah, no doubt. What are, what are some of your thoughts on the like ace format right now? So like you're in the four man bracket, you know, there, there is like, they're using an IBJJF rule set, but at the same time, you know, like you, what you were saying is, Hey, like, you know, you winning by advantage, isn't going to get weighted as much as let's say somebody winning by submission. So like, what are your thoughts on that process? That And obviously that's going to change your strategy a bit as well. You're, you're more of a submission hunter yourself so it kind of plays into like your your strategy of what you want yeah i i think i think the more they incentivize the sub the better um so they are weighing submission victories is more important which i think should always be the case um and yeah that's i mean i mean it's hard to say i'm i'm really not a fan of the points i understand the whole like reason for the points um and if anything, the only thing it negates really is it kind of takes the takedowns out of the game because nobody's kind of incentivized to, to rush for those two points. But even in the point system regularly, nobody's really that incentivized for takedowns. They're exhausting to do. Sweeps are typically a little bit more efficient. Um, for, to, to waste all that on two points and especially to waste all that for something where somebody can get you know into a guard and, and then tap you with a triangle. That's really the only part that you're missing from it. But I feel like a lot of guys are coming for the jits and less of the takedowns anyway. I mean, the takedowns are fun when you see a big one, but I don't really look to a lot of jits guys for high-flying takedowns anyway. So <laughs> um, I, I think it's smart that the way that they're trying to incentivize it. And I think it's also smart what they're doing with the pay structure to try and incentivize the win. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. So should we be expecting you to like be handing us an envelope that you know like <laughs> like you're gonna call your shot for the weekend at all I'm, aaron I, wants a, aaron wants a spazzing toehold from you <laughs> that's spazzing toehold a spazzing toehold hundred dollars that's what aaron's paying for every spazzing toehold submission I've, i'm telling you i wish i wish if there were heel hooks allowed i would hand i would hand a heel hook envelope um <laughs> i'm i'm keeping it open i'm i'm really dynamic i mean i'm a hard guy to tap i got thrown into like a high elbow guillotine uh, a fully locked kimura a triangle a rear naked choke i escaped all of them um i have submission wins from upper body lower body heel hook kimura triangle rear naked choke collar choke so i'm just going to keep it open i'm the kind of guy who like i'm going to make you think about something and then while you're thinking about that and while i'm putting on that pressure um, I'm going to attack what your, what your mind is not on at that given moment. So people are going to constantly have to worry about their limbs. Um, I'm going to make them want to get out of positions. I'm going to put on heavy pressure on the hips, on the face, on the, on the shoulders. Uh, and when they panic, I'm going to go for the limbs or the throat, whatever, whatever opens it up to me. I love it. You know what? I think he's putting everybody on notice. Put some fucking street cred here. Put some, like, put, put some, some respect, respect on, on this fucking put name. Put some respect on his name. Like, fuck. Nobody's I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. 
I'm a, I'm a little angry. I don't know why. I, 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 here's the thing. I don't want to go in and be disrespectful, obviously. Like, no, 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 I, I get you it. know, yeah. <laughs> Come on, cut, cut know, a promo right now. Be like, put some respect on my name. What's going on? This is you're you're here to to hype hype yourself up. Let's go. Let's, let's hear it. Uh, honestly, I think I think I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna bully the guys who aren't ready for the pressure. Um, and I'm gonna blow through anybody who's gonna try to be passive. I'm gonna constantly put unrelenting pressure on them. Um, I'm going in there to to get finishes. I'm not going in there to stall and wait for points. Um, anything like that. Uh, anything that isn't a sub is unsatisfying to me. So that's why I'm looking to put on uh, all the opponents. I love it. I love it. That is, that is what we wanted. Just what we were trying to get out of people. <laughs> it, took, it took like 16 interviews, but God, damn it. Eric's Every... bringing the smoke. That's what like, he's bringing. Yeah, I love it. The you smoke know, from Spirit Leaf Waterdown, Aaron, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. Beautiful. Oh. Alex and his crew are getting, they bring the smoke as well. You can get all your CBD, THC. Anything you need, 64 <laughs> Hamilton Street. You're out, you're where, and uh, where, where's your uh, academy located, Eric? My academy is in uh, Brantford, Ontario. It's called Infinite BJJ. Uh, we've been growing over the past few years. We uh, actually, you know, I'm just like re real talk to all the academy owners out there and uh, all the ones who survived the, the, the old pandy over the past two years. Uh, it's been a rough go. I actually, I actually signed a five year lease to expand my location on March 1st, 2020. Oh, and then, mother yeah. So right. it's you, been, you it's, timed that one great. So this is this is the case is I think anybody who see me compete pre pandemic doesn't know the me post pandemic. There was a switch that flipped for me. I'm looking to take an M. I've been trying very hard to try to take an MMA fight by the end of this year. If not for sure next year, I've been training MMA twice a week. Uh, no gi, lots of wrestling, and there's something about that MMA training um, that has changed the game for me i think my biggest weakness is that i do so much no gi but my biggest strength is that i do so much no gi because it's a lot more hard nose a lot faster pace um and now i'm used to strikes i'm used to wrestling i'm used to a level of cardio and intensity that can sometimes go away in gi jujitsu because we just kind of you know we sit there with a lasso grip and we hang on for three minutes to get our gas back um i'm not about that life anymore so uh silver lining of those past two years after surviving everything uh it's it's time to put on a show for people Eric wants the smoke. You heard, you heard it here <laughs> first. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, Eric, any last thoughts before we branch off for tonight? And then we'll see you next week. Uh, honestly, we need more of these in Ontario. And the only thing I got to say, uh, I know this is for the Ace Pro. I very much miss the Parabellum Quintet. If we can get something like this, a little bit more Nogi in a, uh, you know, Burlington, Hamilton, Oakville area, I'm all for it. I love it. No, it's awesome. Eric, it's been a pleasure having you on. We really do appreciate you coming onto the show and giving us that, cutting that promo. Thank <laughs> fucking God. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love PJ and I love Greg, but as soon as they start, oh, I love, respect this guy so much. I respect this guy so much. I'm like, fucking Christ. Can you guys say something about it? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not about that life. I respect these guys, but I'm coming to beat them, hands down. <laughs> Thank you. There Thank we you. go. That's, That's what we want. wanted. That's, That's all what we wanted. Want. It took, took <laughs> 10 podcasts of hyping, hyping up the show, but it finally happened. Excellent. Everybody, just remember, August 14th, next week, in Toronto, Ontario, the Ace Jiu-Jitsu Pro Cup. We got Eric. He's taking it. He's taking the main event. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Eric.